Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we are here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. Incredible guest this week. I, I guess I, if I brought somebody terrible on, would I say, I have a terrible guest this week? I don't know if I'd ever do that. I work very hard, people, because I love you so much, to bring the best possible guests with the best possible information. We have another one. Michelle Howe is here. And we're going to talk about empath evolution, everything that's going on with her world, which is amazing. You're going to love it. We're going to talk to her in just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click that button that connects us so you get notifications instantly when I drop these amazing episodes, these high-frequency, really positive, good information podcast episodes. You get that notification. And lastly, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know these people. You know what we're doing here. Bring those people that you know here, midnightonearth.com. Okay, so we're going to talk to Michelle Howe in just a second. But first, I have to read her bio. So here we go. Michelle Howe is an evolutionary guide, an awakening speaker, and a master healer. She is the founder of Empath Evolution and the curator of the Empath Evolution Community for individuals who are highly sensitive feelers, healers, and empaths. She is a powerful channel of high vibrational healing energies on a mission. She's passionate about helping people navigate beyond the negativity, trauma, mood swings, and anxiety that often accompany that often accompany a spiritual awakening. And we're going to talk about that. Oh, my God. Michelle also is a highly attuned empath, certified Reiki master, integrated energy therapist, soul detective practitioner, and Metatronic healer. And she's here with us today, thankfully. Hello, Michelle. Yeah. Hi, how are you, Jake? Oh my goodness. Wow. What, what a bio. I know you've had extensive trainings in your life. Yeah. Wow. So, all right, let's start at the beginning. Something <laughs> happened around age 40 for you that, that like activated you. You had an activation experience. Please tell us about that. Oh gosh, <laughs> that experience. Um, listen, I, I, I've always been an introspective, analytical, high achieving woman. I've always known and heard things, but I never really put it together. I never had anyone tell me, oh, I just thought I was just kind of different, you know? But when I was around 40, I was managing my three kids, 
my life. I think I might have been working part time at the time. I just, you know, I had the traditional life and um, we had some friends come into our world. And as it might be, you know, whenever you add anything new into your life, it's exciting and it was fun. But then I started to notice that I was getting like emotionally caught up with what was going on with the players in this circle of friends. So um, long story short, like they were really huge highs. And then I'd come back home. I'm like, well, we had so much fun, but wow, we need to have more of that. But it, it just kept progressively getting a little more confusing for me. And for actually me and my husband, where are we at? What's going on? Like it was just a great experience. So long story short, that those connections, those friends ended up, I ended up crashing that train because it was way too confusing for me to manage. My emotions were like up, down and every which other way. So, um, so this was the first time that you were noticing that you were taking on someone else's emotional energy and it was being integrated into you. You were like, what is this? Like, it's messing with me. It's messing with my husband. Like, what is this energy that that was something you started to notice at that time? Well, I started to notice the, I loved it. These extreme highs. I was very much very different in that energy than I typically would be. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never lived before like this. This is amazing. Right. And I'm like, whoa. And and then after we'd separate, I'd be like, what was that? Uh, like, okay, when are we meeting again? Like that would be really right, great. And right. I served in that process. I got really close to one of them. And I I was like helping helping awaken heal like i was doing my work but i didn't know my husband's always said to me michelle you know what is wrong with you she's he goes why do you go to these events these conferences and people just tell you their stories like what is up with that and like their worst story their most intimate story and i come home i tell my husband he's like you are strange that is strange I'm like, what's well, all right? I don't really mind. But now here we have this, these connections and these people in our lives and it just ends up exploding. And I was like feeling such highs, such greatness, and then getting confused on the back end because now everything is merging together. Like I'm not sure what's right and what's left. So essentially uh, just to clarify a little bit, you're, you're getting yeah. the highs from taking on other people's emotional energy, the energy that they're around. And then the, the lows, it seems, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the discharge, like where did that energy go? And then you're going back for it, but then kind of having a realization of like, what is this? Like, what is this energy so, flow? What so is this it, movement it, it back was, and forth? It, I will say this. It was very complicated what happened. Because <laughs> after the fact, it took me, I consider that my dark night of the soul. It took me a couple years to figure out what actually was going on. Uh, so I can tell you what's going on. But in the middle of it, all I knew is that I felt great, but I was getting confused on the back end. Because feelings, emotions, everything was activated. And I'm like, wait a minute. This isn't really good for my life. This isn't really good for my marriage. This isn't really good. So I'm like, as good as what this is, I don't know what this is. And you know, I can see it with my eyes. What I see, what I feel is completely different. 
and I could I could always like pride myself on being able to read people. I'm like I know what this is. I you know I can help, but then I'd get really attached, sucked into what was going on. So I had a really hard time separating what were my feelings, what were the feelings going on. I didn't know there was even a difference. I just knew I felt amazing, but this amazing feeling was going to wreak havoc on my life. Like, this wasn't in the game plan. (laughs) So is that when you started to take the deep dive as you learned about being an empath? Because what you're talking about, it seems, are the kind of basic qualities, core qualities of an empath. You mentioned people coming up to you and telling you their very intimate life stories and then also feeling attracted to healing people and and seeing that there's an energy flow. So all of that is happening. So then is that when you took the deep dive? You're like, I want to know more about this. What is being so, an empath? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit. So okay. I'll tell you, this, this connection, these people in our lives were really the impetus. They are what got me to awaken because I was always very composed, together, aware, like, and it turns out after the fact, this was an agreement. This was the plan. We're going to wreak havoc on Michelle's brain that she thinks she can control her life. And this is what, and, and basically it brought out a lot of my, a lot of my pain. It was like living out half life situations and emotions. It was very complicated because for a long time, I thought, geez, you know, once I, once I kind of, I cry, like I'm logical enough to say, I looked in the mirror, I go, what the heck is going on, Michelle? I'm like, I would never allow this to happen in my life. My life is under plan. You know, these kinds of craziness doesn't happen. And I'm like, why do I feel this way? And I'm like, where is Michelle? Because Michelle, I would usually keep things very talking in the third person, right. very on stream online as to how I wanted things to go. I could see BS like a mile away, but I was allowing the BS to continue, even though I could see it. I'm like, what? Why? And then I'm like, wait a minute, where's Michelle? And then I'm like, who is Michelle? It really made me question who I was because I was so, I was so invested in what everything was the emotions and the feelings were so strong. So two years later, so I go through and I kind of wreck that relationship has, has to end, go through a dark night of the soul, depression, lost, looking for answers. I did find an answer. I went to um, a psychic fair and I'm looking around. Mind you, I did six months of therapy. Not going to work. Not going to work. So I go through this and I pick out this woman. She's the perfect one. She's a medium. She's going to do my reading. She sits down. She goes, you know, Michelle, you can't hide your light behind a bushel. And I'm like, excuse me, what are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? I have no idea what she was talking about. She's like, well, you have the capacity to help people. And you need to be stepping forward. That's what I'm talking about. She goes, okay, put that aside a second. Let me see what situation you're in. So she goes into the, she goes, she goes into the future. She goes into the past. I'm like, you're really good. And then she tells me a story that feels like someone took a brick and just threw it up against my heart. Like, I'm like, okay, so all these feelings and everything I'm experiencing, 
relates to something that actually did happen to me at some point. I'm not like making this up. This is like, yep. And you, and it took you this many lifetimes to figure out to, to for it to resolve itself. I'm like, okay. And, you know, she gave me the, the down low of what was going on, but I was still in the middle of a tornado because I was angry. I was upset. You know, you can't just take my life and throw it into little pieces and then I'm okay the next day. I was not okay. So I, I have found a, a mentor, found me. I started to really dive into the spiritual stuff. I found out that instead of a twin flame encounter, what that was, was my other half channeling through somebody to me. That can happen with anybody, but basically if I've had if I've had a connection to somebody from a past life, that energy can go through them a little easier. He's being used as a mm, as a channel to reach me. And that was like a pure energy coming right through, smacking right at me. Like I felt completely wide open, vulnerable. And so like, oh my God, I don't think I've ever felt this before. I'm like, so you felt your higher good. self, you felt your higher self coming through that reading you're saying, and that conduit I felt, no, of that no, medium. No. I felt my higher self that what happened was the awakening during all this. One of them was able to channel my higher self through them to me. Oh my goodness. And that's because I needed to wake up and I wasn't going to, I had a very insulated life. I'm not just going to let anybody into my life. So, so essentially <laughs> your, your higher self had to kind of like, like kind of shock, yeah. shake you, yeah. shock you into reality a little bit. This is what love is. This is what love can feel like. This is what you can feel like when you're hundred percent fully present to yourself. And it was really scary because it was represented by another person and you feel so vulnerable when you're that drawn. It's like two magnets completely. I'm like, oh my God, this is not what I want to have happen. Like you just, you feel out of control. So, you know, the empath side of me certainly wanted to help and did help and did do all that. But the actual awakening, it was actually planned that I was going to get slammed because I was going to feel what it felt like to be in complete alignment with my spirit. So then that was, that was the big activation point then. Yes, that was the activation. That was like third eye opening, spear opening, all the chakras, God, the angels, everything just aligned. I, I did not know that that was behind it. I was just feeling what I was feeling was so strong. I'm just like, oh my God, wow. like, I'm so scared of this feeling too. I'm like, what, what, what exactly do I do with this? So it took me a long time to, I want to say heal from that because it left us be, having to like separate away, move away, being confused by it, working through the emotions. Cause the first thing we do when we're activated or when we're angry or we go through a dark night of the soul is I feel bad. What did you people do to make me feel this bad? Like, or, or I'm bad or I'm, you know, or you take it against yourself. So I had to work through a lot of anger, a lot of reason. I couldn't put what just happened to me into perspective, into a way that I could understand. I couldn't understand it. 
you just didn't have the, 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 the paradigms in place for that experience. Like it was such a radical experience that didn't really fit in with anything else you had learned before. Besides the spiritual teaching, that probably laid a little bit of the foundation, but the direct experience is beyond anything that you could read. You're, you're actually, it's actually happening. I could have never ignored what happened to me. It threw me into a tailspin of, I need to learn as much as possible about all these things. I need to, I need to heal the past. I need to know what this is. I need to feel good in my body. And as I was looking for answers, I ran into work writings on sensitivity and I was like, okay, all right. I'm like, yeah, hmm, sort of. And then I ran into 30 traits of an empath and I'm like, oh yeah, those are all me because I can read people. I can tell that the, I know things from being around people. I can feel them. I just know them. So I'm like, and I can see how, you know, I like to spend time by myself. So empath, very, very strong capacity, strongly intuitive, strongly gifted, high, high capacity for oneness, yes. high capacity for feeling what's going on in another person for knowing how to shift them. Like the connection is, I don't know if I could put it into words, but it, it's not something it's, it's a gift, but you don't necessarily know it's a gift or you're not knowing how to manage it. Like I started to become, and I am now more sensitive than I was then. Like I have just incrementally, you know, so I can honor and respect all this. And so much of it was, I was always an old soul. I was always looking at people. It wasn't anything I wasn't doing. I just didn't have a label for it. I didn't have a word for it. I didn't know what it was. And in the meantime, what I did in that little friend group and whatnot was really, I did my part to help them and to help myself. I awoke, they, they, but there was an agreement. This wasn't like out in la la land. This just happens. Um, so what I was told years later, because a lot of my good friends, and they're like, you know, you opened someone's heart. Yes. Like I did my part and it was amazing. But I had to know actually, and, and I tell people this all the time, you go through a dark night of the soul. I could tell what was going to happen. I could tell. But I'm like, I couldn't go around it. I had to go through it. Right. I tried to go around it. (laughs) It's not possible because we talk about evolution. That's part of the journey. Again, like you said, everyone signs up for the certain roles that they have, the relationships. It's all predetermined in a way it's all put together there is free will it's a quantum experience that's a whole other podcast episode but the thing is is that yes like you're saying we have soul agreements with these people they activated you that was step one then you had the other activation of the direct experience and the things that you talk about being an empath those sensitivities and that increasing i think that that happens because you're adding this energy as you grow, you get new information and you become, you know, more knowledgeable. There's just that much more to define your experience subconsciously. So it's like, you're picking up more, you're reading more because you have more context now. And the empathic experience, it seems like is 
our natural experience because the oneness that you're talking about is rooted in love. It actually just is love. And love is our natural state, the interconnectedness, the being able to read each other and flow within each other energetically. It seems like it's kind of like how it was meant to be designed, all the things, the paradigms, the environment, the other things kind of distort that and stop that from developing. What do you think about that? Well, you said a lot. You said a lot right there. You said a lot right there. But the bottom line is that what we're capable of doing and being is very uh, dumbed down. Yes. Dumbed down. And it's it's we don't necessarily even know where this could go unless we allow ourselves, unless we have something that tells us, slaps us, hello, pay attention. This is what's going on. <laughs> Not what you think. So there's a lot of people in the world that are struggling, uh, 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 asleep, you can call it. They're doing life and they're not doing a bad job of their life. They're just only seeing this much what's happening. A very small, like a building, 20 store building. They're only seeing it from the third floor. Right. They're only, and they're loving what they're doing at the third floor. <laughs> like, did you know there's 20 more levels to this? that you could step into, but you know, not everybody is ready for it. Not everybody is, is open to that. It's not their plan. So for me, it was my plan to set up and get into this. And I discovered, oh my gosh, I am so empathic. I've always been very empathic. And guess what? I've struggled along the way, not understanding what that was, trying to find answers for it. Cause people that are empathic can be very moody. Yes. We can you know, very, we step away because we're observing. We might feel like we don't belong because we're looking like we just function on a different level. We don't necessarily see superficial. We see deep in any subject. And, you know, when I realized I'm like, okay, there are so many people that are dumbing down with alcohol or whatever they are because they don't understand what feeling is. They don't understand that they're empaths because I could meet them. I'm like, you know, you're an empath. Now, empath is everybody an empath. Everybody feels, everybody feels, okay? But some people do feel really, really a lot. <laughs> and yes. It becomes really, really hard <laughs> to manage that in a world where, Everyone is has their own little universe of shit that they are dealing with or, you know, the outside versus the inside. When you can feel what's going on with someone and some people don't even feel it at all, what's going on with them inside. That's completely shut down. It, it is, you know, first of all, it's a skill to know how to navigate that because you don't necessarily want to be feeling everybody's everything. But sometimes it's like having a pimple on their nose or on their face. How do I not see something that's right in front of me? Okay. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm going to feel it. It's not just seeing it. I'm going to feel it. It's right there. So navigating being an empath is not convenient always. It's not easy. And, you know, that I think is at the beginning of the spiritual journey. Oh, so, absolutely. And there are people, like you said, that are so empathic and they need to use shielding. And we can talk about that in a little bit. But yes, it's processing extrasensory information. And sometimes you can even process people's histories as an empath, like their their life story. Like I am very empathic. And let me tell you, I took your empath quiz 
And I, I said I was an empath. So I'm very, very empathic. It's hard for me to be in big crowds like that, but I've learned to do things to shield. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize how much energy they're taking on. Like I said, you're feeling somebody's life story, their emotional energy. And if you're not aware of this, you're just like naturally like this. There is a huge process of recognition understanding what it is and then learning the techniques to create boundaries, right? So like, what are some of those techniques and what are some of those things that you would recommend for energetic shielding that aren't things like alcohol and opiates and things like that? Well, we, we certainly have seen, it just dumbs down that alcohol and, and I don't know, you know, sometimes they have to hit rock bottom before they actually even can appreciate that they're gifted and that there's more to what's happening. It's, it's the addiction of the body. The body gets addicted. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, what are some of the things I would recommend? Um, I definitely recommend taking the time to just be quiet, <laughs> to just freaking be quiet. You don't need to process everybody's everything, like training the mind to kind of be quiet. And a lot of times that can be done. And I, I look at it now as how fast is my mind going? Oh, how fast are my eyes going? Oh, how fast are, you know, am I writing? Am I, can I slow down the pace at which my eyes are seeing? Like sometimes our, our system is running amok way too freaking fast. We need to slow it down. How do we slow it? How do we shut it down? So there's like techniques, like you have to experiment with your own body to see what it's going to take. Of course, meditation is a wonderful thing, but does that work for you? Some people need to be knitting. Some people need to be writing. Like it, it's just something that gets you so enthralled that your brain isn't about to combust, Right. you know, too much. And then another great thing for empaths is to go near water, to start connecting with things that are... So we're oneness, right? Oneness. What does that mean? There's all kinds of things in the world you could connect with. What things feel good, what things don't. And connecting, joining, integrating with things that feel really good to you. Some people start off with crystals. They merge with the crystal. Some people go and they hang in the sun. Like one of the first things I did, and nobody told me to do this. That's why I say it's it's very individual. Uh, we were up at the St. Lawrence and I just wanted the sun. I wanted to be one with the sun. <laughs> I'm like, Michelle, they do tell you not to look at the sun, don't they? I'm like, I don't care. I am one with the sun and I'm looking and I'm looking. And before I know I've got orbs here, orbs there. I've got like this beautiful rendition of a musical going on in front of me. And I'm like, yes. so anytime I'm in the sun, my third eye gets activated and I can see things. Wow. So it, it, because we are like, it's feeding us just like it's feeding a plant. It's yes. feeding us. Many people say it activates uh, our DNA. Like it's actually sending information within the sunlight itself. Probably, probably. I will say I've seen all kinds of shapes and sizes of things coming in. I, I, I see some people that do the similar work to what I do and they understand exactly what they're channeling and they put words to it. And they, I've had experiences, but I'm a little bit of a rebel. I don't necessarily always just comply and work with it. And 
like, I got things to do. We got stuff to do. So them reaching me has to happen, like, almost like it has to come through automatically. Like, because if I start to think about it, it shuts everything down. So in the moment, I can definitely let things come through. And that's the channeling part. And then it's like, when I work with people, it's, I see where their mind is at. And some part of me is shifting the way they're thinking. As they're talking, I'm like, how am I doing this? I'm like, I don't know, but this is not correct. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like restructuring the way that they come out. And like one of my favorite clients is a guy named George. George, George came from a really tough childhood, always sensitive, always shamed for being sensitive. But, you know, he had a lot of hard things, but, and he was like one of 10 one of seven or one of 10, something like that. But he he was sensitive and he's gifted. At the age of 57, he started working with me, totally activated, totally connecting with spirit, totally healing people, totally doing, I'm like, how did I, how did that happen? He was primed, he was ready. He had gone through his life, had cancer, been depressed, all these things, and his wife died. And when his wife died, he was so heartbroken, like he knew he had been an empath and I sent him an email and the next thing you know, we're talking and the next thing you know, we're working together. But he went like this, totally shifted through the work we did together. And now like he just started with his Kundalini, which is great. (laughs) Like he's doing the healing, but it's like an official Kundalini. I'm like, wow. Well, isn't that beautiful that, that you can start from the beginnings yourself we're all humans we all have a starting point we activate and then we can activate other people we only have to be a couple steps ahead of another human to teach them you don't need to know everything about everything but if you know a little bit boom you can share that knowledge they're activated it's all in agreement it's all in agreement and as a matter of fact like as an empath different points in time i've i've studied so many different things and i love learning love as a matter of fact, I was like, I told spirit, I'm like, you know, I know the mental now. I know the emotional. I got the spiritual. I go, but the physical is really like perplexing me. Can you help me understand the physical better? Shh, don't ask, right? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, gee, the physical is really not that easy. But I'm like, okay. So I'm like getting a little education on chem- the chemical aspect of maintaining the body. Mm. Because there are pressures. Like you could be... You have to be a very grounded spiritual person. And if you're holding a lot of energy, you better be careful because it's a lot of stress for this little physical body to hold that energy. Right. There, there, you have to discharge. You have to do things to move that energy out. You have to be a conduit for it. And because even spiritual people that have these yeah. trainings that, that we have out there, you have so many, they can still do things like take on the energy, which again, affects the physical body. I know it's a little complex, my dear, a little complex, but, um, what was my point? Uh, did I lose the point? You were talking about learning about more about the physical body. Oh, learn yeah. about the I, other I, things. I love, I love that there's so much out there that we're learning. And then I, and then, oh, this was my point. So if I'm listening to any, well, I should say anybody, I cannot listen to certain people. So a lot of information comes to me through sound. I can tell where someone's at through their voice. I can retune through my own voice. So when 
when I had the, like at one point I was working because I like to multitask, of course. I was working and I had something I was listening on, spiritual interview or something. Next thing you know, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I have to go take a nap now. I'm like, so, you know, that sensitivity needs to be managed because I have to be aware of what's in my environment around me because I'm not hyper-focused on everything at one time. I can't do that. But the strength that it would have, like when something needs to come to me, it's coming to me. And I'm like, okay, not today, please. We'll do this when I have time to do this. Because you have to keep a balance. Like you're saying, there has to be an energetic balance in all forms. Yeah. And it is humbling because you don't always have all the answers. Um, You don't always understand everything that's happening. Like one time, one lady, we went and met for lunch. It wasn't lunch. We met at the library and we were just talking, touching base And next thing you know, I've got lights over here, lights over there. I got twinkles going on. I'm like, all right, somebody's doing something. (laughs) Not me. Like it's not, I'm watching this happen. And then I get home. I'm like, what just happened? I got to go take a nap. Now I got to go take a nap. Like, so it's almost like my little self only is privy to so much information. And it's a little humbling because I don't always have all the pieces and I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Like, <laughs> I'm going to keep things really contained as to where I'm comfortable and I understand. Um, so that's kind of like me putting a little bit of a break. A boundary. Yeah, it's like a boundary there. You're, you're creating a boundary. A break. It, it, I need to be able to, to keep up with what this is. So in the beginning, when I was in my journey... I went down probably every rabbit hole (laughs) you could find. I went down because I needed to touch it and feel it to see what exactly what it was. And I'm not just going to believe what somebody else tells me. I'm just, I'm going to go look at it. Sure. Um, It's a good strategy, by the way. It's well, it's the only way to learn. Except sometimes, you know, be careful, right? You 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 have a kid and you tell them not to touch the stove. The first thing they do is go touch the stove. (laughs) But that's like a big thing; it could burn them. So there are different situations that have presented themselves along the way that have been, you know, easy and hard, eye awakening kind of a thing, but awesome too. I mean, imagine being in a life where everything is awesome and new and discovery and wow what is this or shit why didn't you tell me about this other thing like there are situations i got into that you know not everybody is benevolent in the world not all connections from our past that come in are benevolent there's a lot of things that can happen energetically between people of course i'm not going to believe it right (laughs) like unless unless i see it and i go through it and then i'm like oh shit, that's not happening again. No way. Right. So I guess I took the road of hard knocks in my learning. But again, you (laughs) chose to do that. And that seems to be how empaths learn a lot. A lot of empaths talk about that because you're attracted to those big energy situations and the life lessons are there and there's a big energetic payoff or there's like you were saying earlier, the highs and lows, just the energy rising, the gain or the loss. But again, we all chose these things to learn from that specifically, which is really powerful. But why as 
we grow as we become these spiritual beings and integrate these things. Why do we go through that dark night of the soul? Why is there anxiety? You would think it would be just this joyous, oh my God, I raised my frequency. I raised my vibration. I, I have process, the answer to that. I'm processing more information. Well, I why? have the answer I to that. I know you do. That's why I'm asking <laughs> you. Please tell mm -hmm. us. Like, Please tell us. Why is that? Because um, <laughs> on a higher level, everything goes, it's more spiritual energy, lighter, pure love, and it's fast. It goes very, very fast. Our bodies, we have histories. We are connected to DNA, third dimension. These are constructs, and we need to be able to bring that energy down and into the body. But the body is congested with all kinds of other muck. Like, mm. is it all at that vibration? Can spirit run through our bodies seamlessly? all the time is there blocks there are there things that are getting in the way is our body able to vibrate at a fifth sixth seventh eighth level dimension can that vibe can our physical body actually do that or is there some kind of a transformation that has to happen for that to actually come into existence so there's one piece of it and the second piece is we're surrounded by people that are third dimensional how <laughs> are we how are we going to be able to connect with people that we love and help and uplift them if we're all like, so, so there's that, there's that. And there's the friction between. So if you, one of my friends told me this, it's so cool. She was, you know, we're all discovering intuition, our gifts and stuff like that. She was at one point feeling all kinds of static near her anxiety. Oh, something bad must be near me. It was not that at all. Her body was vibrating at such a low level that when you put something at a high level next to her body, she's uncomfortable next to it. She can't process that. She can't. Her body is not reacting and relaxing and calm with it. It's almost like putting my arm out. This is not something I can handle. Right. This is not feeling good to me right now. So it, it gives a different spin to... Uh, what we're actually feeling, is it for the positive or is it, you know, I could be near a very, a monk, right? And it should, it'll feel pure and beautiful, right? You would think, unless for some reason, I'm not comfortable around that much light. That much light brings up the darkness in me stronger than it was before. And now I'm really having a conniption fit about that much light near me. So we have to kind of modulate how much of our light, how, how much we're really throwing, I don't say throwing at people, but how much we choose to bring forward and, and how much can another person handle really? Like, so we're always modulating how in order to connect with another person, which is empath, what we do is we connect, we adjust, we tweak to connect. If we're to, and there's certain, even spiritual teachers or whatnot, certain politics, whatever it might be, I'm just like, I can't listen to that. Not today, not tomorrow, not next week, turn that thing off, right? And then there are certain spiritual teachers possibly that are, there's something I feel here that's they might seem fine, but there's something that's not right. I cannot listen to this. So it's not like they're bad. It could be, it could be there's something going on there that nobody knows about that I'm tuning into, but it could be, I'm not ready for that level of teaching yet. 
that's going to take me off course or that's activating too much pain in me. Like, so we have to kind of be sensitive to how much or how far we push. And of course, I, I'm the pusher of all pushers. I push myself every which where, right? And because this needs to happen, but the body does need time to assimilate to the energies that you're around, that you're trying to integrate. Oh, so. absolutely. And it is a process of learning, right? And it's almost like trial and error. And then when you do have that, you activate that light. Like you're saying, you're in this lower density and it can be disheartening as spiritual as we are, as much as we've learned, it can still be slightly depressing. When you have that third eye opening experience, you become more spiritual. You really integrate it and, and make it you. You, you, you take on that universal knowledge and then you're like, oh my God, like my fellow man, like you guys, like I thought, what is going on here? So that's where the depression comes in, the anxiety of that, that opening. But then- I- the high, the low, yes. like, so once my mentor told me once, Michelle, you're, you're aiming to be right in the middle. You're aiming to be right in the middle because uh, that keeps you stabilized and you're able to go up high. You get it, but you go and you can see the low, but you're staying right in the middle because otherwise you're the roller coaster uh, up, ringer, all the way down. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you also have to just, come to the realization that you have to accept people where they're at as much as you want to help them, heal them, share your knowledge, share your love, amplify them, elevate them. Not everybody's ready for that. And you have to meet people. They want that. Nor do they necessarily exactly. like, they like this. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me any of that stuff, you know? So there's all these paradigms, these mental paradigms, these, what they're interested in, what they're here to do it. Like, I'm like, I thought, you know, I'm just going to bless you. That's okay. Like, but do I need to have you in my life? What do I do with you in my life? How do I, and, and this is one of the toughest lessons for empaths and my clients. How do I have somebody that I love who's gone off the deep end or who is taking such a, a tough road? And how do I stay present to that without feeling pain on some level over what is in front of you? It's like you have the front row seat is something really heavy, negative, but it's one of the toughest things to learn, like when to step into something and when to not step into something. Let it be what it is because it's not everyone comes to live their life, right? Just because we love them doesn't mean we get to change the way their life is going. Right. Even though you feel compelled to heal, because honestly, we all have to take care of ourselves energetically the best that we can in order to be the healers, the teachers, the leaders. If we give out too much of our life force, our psychic energy, our spiritual energy, that's like you said, going to drain us immensely. But what about people that are like, quote unquote, energy vampires and whether they're <laughs> conscious of it or not, they have yeah. a habit you could say of taking yeah. people's energy. And then some people don't even realize that. But then on top of that, I'd like to ask you is uh, how do you feel about the fact that the energy vampire experience could be temporary for a person? Like, it's not like you're branded an energy vampire and that's who you are for the rest of your life. Maybe it's part of a person's journey and they grow out of that. What do you think about the energy vampire concept and, and then growing out of that potentially? Hmm. Energy vampires. 
it reminds me of this, the situ I had a situation where I had a booth at a, uh, it wasn't a psychic. It was, it was, a, it was a, like an event, an expo. And this guy came through and he's reading my whole thing about our UNM path. And my girlfriend's next to me, both of us on path. He comes forward. My girlfriend goes back <laughs> and she goes back and he goes, can you explain this to me? I've been taught that when I want some energy, I can just get energy from wherever I want to get it. I've been trained to do that. And I went forward. I'm like, listen, you want energy? Get your own energy. You have access to that energy yourself. Mm. Period. But so it goes a little bit way down the line. People that go that far as to like, let me just take this energy from somebody else. And and trust me, I've had enough friends that really live in that world a lot more than me. I don't, I don't go there that far. I just kind of feel where I'm going and I go that way. And if I don't like something, I block it. Mm. Yeah, that's what I do. I'm just like, yeah. So energy vampires. I can, I feel bad for the people that get entwined in the manipulation. I can see the manipulation. So it's kind of saved me. It's like an addiction. It seems like a habit for people. They, maybe they don't even realize it. I think that they like to see the best in other people. I, I, have a, I have a feeling they don't see the darkness that exists. They don't recognize the manipulation and they just are serving from this benevolent heart. And I'm like, no, 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 Read what's going on behind that. There's a lot going on behind that. And don't necessarily look at what people say, look at what people do. Yes. Look at what they do. Like, and start with the skeptic. So I have a very healthy skeptic in me. I look at people and I, you know, if the skeptic, you know, I can see the wholeness when they're wholehearted and then I can see their shadows. And then I could see total manipulation BS that they're handing out to the world. And it's and, and they're unapologetic about it. It makes them very, but people don't necessarily recognize that there can be darkness behind closed doors. They that they're not reading that for some reason. So I can't eliminate the world of all energy vampires. They must, and they're not always like one lady I had a meeting with. She goes, oh, if you would have met me, she was a narcissist. So narcissist, energy vampire. Pretty good. <laughs> tomato, tomato. <laughs> and, and, but she was able to kind of turn her life around. So I think energy vampires think they come from a place of the world owes me something. Right. I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it. Um, they don't have that inner fortitude and strength and connection already established. They're not feeling their hearts. So it could be that they're wounded and they're not feeling their hearts. But, you know, what does it need? It's just like a bully. What's a bully need? Someone to bully them right back into where they need to be. Hello, this is where the rubber meets the road. So as long as the energy vampire can find someone who falls, who's willing to give, 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 support, trust. Like, no, no, no. Be a little bit more skeptical, discerning about who is in your life because they will run your whole life amok if you let them. And it comes back to the empath being on a journey to self. You're here to be you, not somebody else. 
So you're, they're getting lost in what another person's storyline is, what another person tells them, oh, you're so this. Like the moment anybody flatters me, mm. <laughs> I'm like looking at you three times to see was that what's the motive behind that? Like, I, you know, like there's a little bit of butter. You can butter something and you're buttering somebody up. You're buttering <laughs> like, no, I don't think so. So, you know, where did I get these things from? How do we know? I think it's the age of the soul. I think it's yes. just, you know, because you can see it. Right. And it, I think that humanity itself is actually going through a huge growth, awakening, evolutionary process, as we're going to talk about here. But just to cap off that energy vampire uh, talk, you did say that your friend grew out of that. She became a better person. She recognized that behavior and moved away from it. People can change. They can be givers we, and we makers can, can, and not they takers. They can choose. They can, they're choosing every single day what they're going to do. Unfortunately, some, you know, and I don't want us to make the energy vampire a bad person. Right. That's how they came in here wired. They came to learn what it's like to be that. And maybe they'll always be that. Who's to say? But they get to choose. They get to choose. And again, it's probably above my pay grade to know why they came in as energy vampires. <laughs> why, <laughs> why did you come in this way? You know, they probably have millions of experience. Like even some of the some of the most challenging stories that I've heard, people are not becoming a narcissist or root. Like if they have a beautiful heart, they keep that beautiful heart. It doesn't become, but some people might take like a nasty upbringing and become, take on those, those ways, those, those ways of thinking, those ways of engaging that are harsher, negative, even manipulative and nasty in the world, thinking this is how they're going to survive. Do you know what I mean? So is it something they're born with or something they learned? You know, it could be a combination of both, but once sure. the awakening happens and there's some form of higher information coming to those people, there is a path to, for them to take the choice to go away from that, to come back to love, to come back to the oneness and again, be uh, makers and givers instead of takers. Yeah, I believe so too. I do. I agree with that. I don't know what it takes. I think it takes I mean, for every person, it's a little different. One of the biggest things I've learned through all my work is people were so different. We're so different from mm -hmm. one another. Absolutely. Very interesting people we are with different values, different drivers, different roles. You know what I mean? So it's, it's always like engaging for me to meet somebody who's really honed, who's really got something more behind. They're not just living a regular life. They've got a lot of knowledge they've amassed. They're, they're ready to share it. They're ready to be it. Um, I'm hoping to inspire people to step into what the spiritual awakening is because otherwise, I don't think there's really a choice. People are either going to be in resistance. Yes. And in pain, resistance is pain. It's not a healthy, nice place to be in. Or they're really moving in flow of where they need to be and they're opening their mind whoa, what just happened? Now I know so much, I can see so much different about myself, my life, what I'm here to do, what I can be here doing, how I can feel. So that is the whole, that's the whole point is to help people make that choice themselves. 
for their personal evolution, because that's what this is about. When you tap into these feelings, this understanding and you grow, that's evolution. And we're all evolving. We're moving to that. Like you're talking about, can you talk about that more? Where are we going? What is this evolution that we're moving into? Where are we going? Well, because I feel like you're feeling it. I mean, we're the, the sensitive people on this planet are feeling it. And I, I just love talking. I'd love to hear your perspective. You love what I think is happening is, well, first we got to get through this dark night of the soul, which is really tough for people to collectively, like we're seeing the country, but we're feeling like there's so many things being dismantled. Right. Dismantled. Mind you, there is no media coverage of the dismantling. They're still in la-la land thinking that everything is going great, right? Or everything is really, really bad. Everything is really, really bad. But it almost like, um, you know, some, have you ever met someone who is completely uh, in denial? Yes. Are you kidding? That's like half of my friends. <laughs> They're completely in denial. Trust me, I know. I have people close to me that have, and I'm like, honey, Dan, like, they don't even want to know what you might, what you oh, might exactly. think, or what you might be able to add. They just like their little world of denial, even if it's painful. They'll stay in that because they know it. But um, I think as the masses grow more and more, I mean, we are impacting the people around us. The empaths are the first ones, really. I mean, sensitives. But you have to you have to climb up to empath where you're using your intuition, you're using your knowledge, you're growing, you're you're advancing in what's in what your role is. But, you know, everyone do their own. Right. We are able to uplift other people around us because and they won't even know it'll be seamless. It'll shift the way that they look at things. All they have to do is be a little open to it and it'll shift them. And then when they're ready for the next shift, somebody else will come up and help them with that. So I, I'm 100% certain that hmm, by 20, I get 2018, we're going to see like 50% or more of us there because we have to. Right now, everything is in the crapper. When you look on social and a lot of social places, we're going through a lot of whether it's mental, emotional, family stuff, you know, we're seeing it's just too much. Oh, did you mean, did you mean 2028 when you, or when you said 2018 or was it 2018 when it started? No, it started a long while ago, but 2018, I see a big shift in that year. And I know there's other oh, years that people have come up with, but I think we're going to take more of a central role over what's happening and more of a lead in what's happening. Like right now, people like are behind closed doors listening to this and growing right yes there's not like a leader out there that says this country is going to do this we like if we have that top tier of leadership whether it's people in our government whether it's people head of corporations if we have them spouting what we know to be true things will rapidly shift from there rapidly <sighs> And it's coming, but why is there that resistance? The resistance is painful. Why are people resisting? I know they get comfortable in their plateaus, in their matrix kind of holographic they get comfortable reality. with their cars, with their yachts, with their, you know, they get comfortable with what, and it's because it, it, the resistance is one, not all of them are activated yet in a way 
it hasn't been presented, excuse me. Well, it's like everything else. It's like change. None of us want change unless we're guaranteed that it's a good change. Like unless we can see what the result is. There's a lot of mystery that comes with being activated. There's a lot of healing that has to happen when you're activated. If you really know things like and and so a lot of the people that I end up working with, they're not in a great place. They are facing a lot of the dark night of the soul things that are that have hurt them like they're coming to this awakening through pain not through let me just be proactive and learn these things <laughs> but it's like embodying it is different than just learning something intellectually right. you have to feel that resistance in your body and it has to make you so uncomfortable that you want an answer and you want to shift something and then you start opening more we're looking for solutions you're looking for it i want it give that to me and then there's an open door. You but for some people, that resistance isn't enough yet. Like it's not loud enough. The alarm bells aren't ringing enough. Perhaps they're taken care of financially. They have a comfortable job, a house. There isn't any anything really that's motivating pushing any issues. Them, pushing them. Right. So yes. how did I end up in my awakening? I was, they basically hit me with a two by four is what they did. Right. Very. Right. So we're going to it, but it's not always, you know, even my mentor for Pete's sakes, because as he he was very spiritually connected. But as he started to grow, he started to get scared of what it meant to go to lose, to become more one, to lose. Like he started to look, look at it as a loss of who he was, as opposed to an expansion of who he could become because he started to see that he would he would kind of dissolve like your identity kind of changes right your persona and there is the attachment it sounds like he still had a little bit of attachment to the things that he loved now, now there's nothing wrong with that but as you go into the oneness and you kind of become that it's a it's beyond what we perceive as an individual three-dimensional experience so i can see the hesitation a little bit but ultimately, it's all of our destiny. It's where we're all going. We're moving towards well, a beautiful and, place. And, and where we're all going, what is that life going to look like when we're all going there? We still need some sort of structure over how society works. And not all of us are on the same grade level. Like So we have to kind of <sighs> give allowance for it's going to be a little bit of a... <laughs> It's going to take some time. It's going to be a pretty massive process, it seems like. But it is a process that has a completion point that where all of us are in love and, and activated and together in that place. I mean, do you see us moving into that? I love that idea. Do I see that? Not for, I think, no, not for a while. I think we can have that each of us individually, but as a collective, I think we're going to have a really hard time. Do you feel like if enough people become activated, if really with the population being, they say eight or 9 billion people on the planet, there's probably 10 and then the animal life. Do you think if enough human beings raise their vibration, they get to that place. It's just going to pull everybody else up like a magnet. Some people theorize that. 
And then that way there is a collective ascension because we're also. But I think integrated. it's going to take a lot of years. I don't think we're going to get there in my lifetime. <laughs> hey, it could take <laughs> a thousand years. It could take a thousand years, but when you're outside of time and you think about reincarnation, yeah. it's like you'll be back. Like, and a thousand years is like from the universe's perspective, it's like a blink of an eye. So that is true. But you know what? You are correct about how fast the lifetimes go, because you know. One minute I had my kids, the next minute I graduate. Like, but there was a whole life in the middle of it. It's just a blur. It's a blur because it's happening so fast and you're trying to keep up with life that. Well, it sounds like you're doing amazing because I think one of the most important things that we can do as spiritual people, however we show up is take action. Can you talk about the importance of taking action where you discover yourself, you discover your talents, you're a spiritual person, and now it's time to do something to contribute to the progression of humanity. So, okay. We're always contributing, always contributing in ways we don't necessarily even understand to individual people's lives, even if it's just one life. As far as stepping forward more fully and being more visible and taking more of a lead, yeah, I'm doing that. But yeah, it's, 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 it's. Do you feel like you it's know, an impetus for people right now in this time of great change? Like if you're, you're feeling this, you're I don't, resonating I don't with think it. I want people, I don't think I want to put the pressure on people that they have to step forward and be completely um, lead leading other people into this, this or that or so, because what I've seen is empaths trying to like help people and people slamming the door in their face and getting pissed at them. Like there is a time and a place when people are ready and the people will come. And it's a very humbling thing to want to like make changes happen or just allow changes to happen when they're ready to you like, I am the first person, action, 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 right? Action, <laughs> set, go. But sometimes and often it's just about holding that space and, and inviting people in and waiting. And and you can always do good for people and the planet on a subconscious level, on a soul-to-soul level. We are always able to uplift and shift and they're getting help whether they recognize it or not, they're getting help. Wow. So um, I don't know if I added to your taking action. Or <laughs> no, you did. I-, I think you really did because we do have to take action, but that action could be as simple as just adjusting your energy field. Yeah, it's like sending love to the world, sending love to individuals, sending because you are actually clearing helping them clear what's there. You're sending them positive energy and they're not taking it. You're sending it on your own of your own free will. And that's okay. You're saying, okay, peace be with you. Live your life. I I wish you well. You are a strong enough soul to face, deal with, overcome, even thrive on this planet, doing exactly what you came here to do. So there's no judgment of what they came here to do or what they're not doing, or what they're not meeting. Like, it's just, I'm on the empath side, which the empath is looking and saying, what the heck is going on with all you people? You're talking about McDonald's, right? You're talking about things that are completely insignificant. You're judging, you're shaming, you're complaining. I'm tired of listening to that. Like, I'm not going to deal with that. So we just want to like, 
But at some point or another, they're going to see us. They do see us. We do impact. It's just that probably one of the biggest challenges we have is feeling alone and feeling like, you know, when? Well, they're never going to change. So what I tell people to do, when I look at people in my family, I see all the garbage. I see it, right? And I can't stay in it very long because really my shadow comes out, which I'm working on. Oh my God, I'm just so annoyed with (laughs) what this, what this reality is, or, you know, I go into a unit or into a house and I'm like, oh my God, like just things are not feeling the way, but they're feeling the way they want them to go. Right. But they're not feeling healthy to me is keeping in mind that I don't have to like what you're doing or approve of it or whatever. I do have to love you. I, I love, I love you, even though you're a total freaking mess. Even though you, I do love you and, and like keeping that top of mind. And I do see all the good, you know, there's all this mess, but you have, everyone has good qualities. It's just that sometimes all of their negative things overshadow, like, I don't know what it is about the negative. It seems to overshadow the positives that are out there. It's probably denser energy. And then it like sticks or something. And then the love, the light, all of that is like a higher frequency of energy. So it's like, it's, it comes, it goes, you can take it for granted. Right. But then you've got this, it's more painful. It's heavier and it's more disruptive to see this heavy energy around you. So that's what you're fighting against. So, um, Stop fighting. Stop fighting. The energy stop fighting what it feels like, what it doesn't feel like. It's almost like it doesn't matter. So when I talk to my clients or I do trainings, I talk about strengthening the auric field. You talk about boundaries or, or shields. I don't necessarily like to put a shield to it. Although if I do this, I'm stopping something. Period. It's like a mental, but it's definitely happening energetically right? I'm not getting into that. Um, It's about really strengthening who we are and projecting out more rather than bringing things in. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? If you're bringing things in and those things are not healthy for you, you're going to be having a really hard time energetically clearing out that field. Like you need to know what they are, stay in your own field, like that's the boundary I'm past forget because we do oneness so easily, right? Yeah. We can do oneness with anything. Stay in yourself. Know yourself. Now you got something to project out. And it gets hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. But this is something that you teach people. You actually teach people how to do this with courses on your website. Yes. Yes. The website for people, it's empathevolution.com. I want to tell people about this. It's amazing. I'm going to spell it for you. E-M-P-A-T-H-E-V-O-L-U-T-I-O-N, empathevolution.com. You teach people these things. You feel like you're an empath. You're listening to this. You feel like you're an empath. You have to learn how to balance these things. That's what this whole episode has been about learning what this is learning how we can grow from it. But at the same time, we have to learn how to regulate it. 
And Michelle has created courses about being an empath. Some of those trainings are free, all of which is on her website. She has virtual events, spirit of wisdom, virtual events. Just check it out. Check out the website. Check out everything that she's about because that is the hardest part about being an empath not understanding which energy is yours, where it's coming from, how to distance yourself, how to create those boundaries. What are those strategies? All of that is on the website, which is there. And I want to ask you a couple more questions. We've had such an incredible interview. I, I could go for hours, but I just want to ask you a couple more things. Look, star seeds. People talk about star seeds a lot right now. People are feeling that they're connecting with energies, extraterrestrial energies that are telling them that they're not from this place, though they're inhabiting human body. What I've noticed about the starseed people is they're absolutely incredibly empathic. What do you think about the starseed concept? Have you heard of this? What do you think about it? And then have you met these people? Are they empaths? Well, I've definitely heard about the starseed concept. I haven't taken a bath in the starseed concept because I see every single one of us like is not from this planet, but are they holding a higher vibration, a better, a higher vibrational energy than the rest? I think yes. There are younger generations before mine. I'm 55. So probably born now to age 20, 25, I think their energy is very different. It's, it? it's, it's more activated. It's more in line. It's lighter. It's, it's beautiful. I was yeah. literally just talking about this with someone yesterday. Yes. It's incredibly noticeable. And it seems like these, if there are these love based high frequency energy beings or matter, their energy, their whatever way they want, it seems if? like they, you say if? well, I, I, I know they're there, but I have to always keep it open-ended. So yes, okay. they're there. Look, okay. Yes. We know that there's these beings there helping us from these places. They're sending consciousness to activate here. It's very, it seems natural. Right. Just like being an empath, it seems like that would be the natural course of action for a love light based species beings like to come help the, their fellow light beings. They are. They are actually very like, mind you, I'm very down to earth and grounded. I don't I don't necessarily even bring these topics up in my own family because they might look at me like I have five eyes. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about, mom? I'm not, I have seen them. Like, it's not like I'm making these things up. I've felt them. I've seen them. I've experienced healings that are amazing. Wow. And, and why should I doubt that? Like, why, if you viscerally are, are experiencing something, you will not doubt it. And a lot of people might say, well, see, now there's a difference between, it's funny because whenever I hear people talk about in terms of, God or Jesus in terms of very religious talk. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> where yeah. are you on That's the like, totem pole? Like, I no. do believe there's a Jesus energy. Of and course. Right. I believe that those energies are all there. But when they talk about it, they talk about it very much. That is the end all and the be all of anything and everything that exists. Like, they don't know any of the other stuff, but they believe in the Bible or, or what Jesus said. Right. But I, I'm like, hmm. 
they're they have to grow a little bit out of that little that's a little box it's a very little box the box is bigger than that it's the universe god universe interchangeable that's what i kept thought michelle they're interchangeable i'm like yes i know but when they say it they're not thinking big they're thinking a male god (laughs) made do you know what i mean yes absolutely it's, it's so, uh, interesting how humans do that. We do put that in the box. That's what we've been trained. But we know as spiritual people, it's so much more than that. But when you talk about these things like the starseed concept and other high-frequency concepts, it does seem alien, like you said to them, because it's just a different frequency. We know that the frequency is oh, It's only a different frequency, and they'll feel different here because they are here to this doesn't feel good to them. They need to change it and they will change it because they're here. They're going to change it. So to say that, so I don't get too caught up in when I hear, oh, I'm not from this planet. Like, where do you think we're all from? Like, like I understand that you can be from Andromeda. You can be, and I've, I've listened to channelings on it and I believe that that is all true. But at the end of the day, you're on earth. (laughs) like you're in a body just like the rest of us and yes maybe they'll help you but how can i help people to awaken like you may get your door the door shut in your face like if we're really here trying to wake everybody else up we start with ourselves but then we have to be careful how we identify and what we say things are because we could separate ourselves from other people instead of welcoming them and opening the doors to what things are in a way that they can hear it. They have to be able to hear you and they'll completely dismiss you the moment you tell them you're from another planet. Like, like, hello, yeah. but you put your pants on. Like I put my pants on. How could you be from another planet? Like you right. look the same as I look, but I, I'm going to give you this other example at that same event. I was at with that guy with the energy, this woman and this man came to the booth And I'm helping the woman, but all of a sudden I look at the man and I'm looking at him and I caught his eyes. I'm looking at him. I'm like, who? I didn't say it a lot. I'm like, who are you? I'm looking at his eyes and I'm like, you're, and then all of a sudden he caught me. Skedaddled away. (laughs) I'm like, so you can, you can sense this stuff is around and it's real, but Am I privy to that? It might be above my school grade here, but I can sense it and I can feel it. And it's, it's a beautiful thing that we're getting help is a beautiful thing. Do you feel like these star seeds are more empathic though? Just overall, like that's part of the experience. Overall more empathic. I can't answer that. I don't know. I, I have stayed like very much middle of the ground. Like I don't necessarily hang out in the groups of everyone that says they're star seeds because I find it, I find it, I can't connect to it very well. Right. Like I find it's, it's way out there and they're not grounded in the way that I am in the same way that I think I'm in like an old school empath. So like, it's, it's almost like they're in a little different playground than I'm in right now. Well, I really like what you said, which is cool. You have that history. Cool. But we're here on earth. Let's do the work. Let's focus on the work. Yeah, all that's interesting. You, if you want to apply that to your persona, do that. You you have that freedom, but let's do the work. Let's do the light work. This is what we're here to do. That's the action. And the whole point of all this is service, right? I think that's the most important thing is service. 
Well, and the other part is what I get from a lot of empaths is, well, I, I tell my husband I'm, I'm an empath and he doesn't care and nobody, like they don't seem to understand that I'm a, I'm like, zip your mouth and just do the work. They don't need to understand you. <laughs> You're asking someone to, under, to change their world to understand you. They're not going to do that. Right. It's you are the more mature, more aware. You're going to shift what what and how you show up. You're not special because you're an empath. You're not special because you're a starseed. You are simply here on a mission. So watch the ego. Yes. Watch that identification. Period. Absolutely. I, I, I totally resonate with that because I see people kind of getting caught up in that way. I understand it's, it's a part of the human experience, but the most important part is the work, the service, whatever people feel like they they've come from where, whatever the mission is, that's the point. The mission is the well, point. Well, and, this, and this tells you a little bit about people. One of the guys in my community at one point, I don't know what I posted or I didn't post or it, he was fit to be tied because, and he was very like knowledgeable because empath and empathy and empathic, they're very different things. And I'm like, yes, I, I understand. But why do you have to make that such a big deal? Like, why do you have to draw these lines to make sure everybody understands what everything is? Because you're so caught up with making sure that you're different or that you're special or that others have it correct. Sometimes it's not worth the fight to correct people. Energetically, we are all one. Right. Stop getting lost in the words and start living what you're here to do. And is this the empath evolution community that you're talking about? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Um, I have a subscription. I have people that are in my community that's in my email list and they get regular wisdom posts and wisdom series uh, teachings. But I have also the community that's on Facebook. It's a, it's a group. It's called the, it's called empath evolutions community. I didn't oh. get too creative there. I just named it right after what we are. And basically I have a lot of information sifting through there all the time to help people learn. And then, you know, because I'm more of an introvert, I'm not always like, Hey, Hey, you know, I, I keep, and I'm also aware of, I don't want to inundate them with too much stuff all the time. I want to just be somewhat systematic and give them a nice soft place to land. That's what I made Empath Evolution for. And they can ask questions or they can add comments to things and share their views. I try not to teach. I don't want to tell people what to do or how to do it. I like to show them by example, by story, by um asking their opinion. I like to activate that, like, cause they have so much knowledge to begin with. I try to get them to engage and to learn and to grow and to like be curious themselves because that's how it's going to work better for everyone. Not, every, you know, no one's like, let me ask her. She's the guru on this. I'm not the guru. I'm the guide. I can answer something, but now does it work for you? So the good part about being an empath the great part about being an empath is I can sense what the other person, how the other person needs to hear something mm. in order for them to, to receive it. And sometimes they can be really like, 
their energy could be really challenging. But so you have to really, really careful how you phrase things. You could trigger them at any moment. Like their ego could go right up and like they, so it's not typical of an empath to be that strong, but there are some that I've worked with that are really so jaded, so upset about what their life has been that, and they know it and they can't like shake it off. So helping clear them, bringing things to their attention in a way that doesn't threaten them or activate their ego to step forward and stop. Like some of this stuff can be really precarious depending on the person's personality that you're dealing with. So you're really trying to just be as minimal as possible, just kind of plant seeds and let people grow from those seeds. Yeah. I plant seeds. I empower them because I think they have a lot of knowledge and tools And even though I think they could benefit greatly from my courses and stuff like that, I just feel, here you go. I feel like, I don't want them to feel like they need something. Do you know what I mean? I want them to feel empowered to take that action, to learn those tools. They could do it on their own, but it may take them longer to do it on their own. People appreciate these templates. They love that. They love it. I'm sure you've had plenty of students. I'm sure you've gotten credible reviews. I do. And the Facebook group, again, that is the Empath Evolution Community. I'm going to join that after our our call here. I love Facebook groups because uh, they're all usually really cool people, depending on the group. I feel like yours is amazing. So again, they, they They are very good because they all understand energy. It's just, I I always tell, you know, different stories that I tell different videos I do. Like everybody needs to have an empath friend. There's nothing like having a friend who is an empath, especially one who's on the spiritual path with you and able to really understand where you're at. (sighs) Because you need a certain amount of that. Like I have a go-to friend I always go to and she's able to like be another brain with me. Help me see this outside of myself because I'm processing something that I don't quite get. And just, it's not even always what she says. It's the energy exchange between us that is helping me clear things. Do you know what I mean? Yes, because it's allowing you to be open and release that energy as you have kind of this shamanic counselor, though it's just your friend, this shamanic counselor just kind of guiding you and you you subconsciously open energy. You're like, oh, I can release that because I'm talking about resonating. That that absolutely makes sense. And you, again, do one-on-one work with your mentorship program, right? People can work with you directly. I think that's amazing because if you're feeling this, we've had this incredible conversation. I, I really deeply appreciate it. But if you're feeling this, you're a listener. Now, 181 countries, I checked today. Um, if you're a listener to this and you're feeling this, you can book one-on-one sessions, a mentorship. That was at empathevolution.com and so much more. I love the online module classes because you can just kind of do it, you know, whenever, wherever, all over the world. And that's the other thing as well. You do take people from all over the world because when you do book these mentorship situations, it's it's online. Oh yeah, absolutely. So anywhere in the world, even Antarctica. <laughs> well, they have to be able to speak English. I haven't quite figured out how to do anything. I know Spanish a little bit, but I think English would help. Yeah, go- Google Translate only goes so far, right? Well, thank you so much for being here, Michelle. I deeply appreciate it. 
You're welcome. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience with before we go? I mean, you've been so generous. I love your energy. Is there anything else you'd like to give us? If you find yourself on a spiritual journey and you find that you're empathic or you're curious or you just need help with your spiritual journey, look me up. You know, it's important that we start to see who we really are, accept and love it like that fighting ourselves and fighting what's what's coming up for us or fighting whatever that energy isn't going to help you. It's just going to drain you. So step forward and accept all parts of yourself. That's part of the journey is to really see what's happening with you, whether it's a good thing or you think it's a bad thing or you don't like it. Yeah. Okay. But in clearing in, in stepping forward and moving forward, we're going to dissolve all that. That's not there anymore. The same way it changes. You shift. It's seamless. That's how it goes. (laughs) that's so beautiful so people contact michelle directly she's here for all of us all over the world she will help you evolve and become more of an empath so thank you again michelle you're amazing you're welcome thank you please hold through the outro music and everyone empathevolution.com check it out this has been an incredible episode and we will see you next week midnight on earth